Welcome back to the Boys Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh Schaefer, here with my other co-host. Say hi, Sloan. What's up, everyone? It's uh, good to be here, and uh, we're recording in person. In person. Live pod. From Westfield, Indiana, so pretty fun. Um, Josh, before we get started, I (laughs) I wanted to show you something. Oh, Sloan! You passed the bar? I passed the bar. I got results oh. uh, on Wednesday. Uh, so yesterday, as of the day we're recording. That's and awesome. Figured, I'm so happy for you, Thank man. you. That's I great. Figured of all places to <laughs> announce it, it would be best to do it on the podcast. Um, so I passed, and not only did I pass, I scored in the 99th percentile. Oh, damn! Uh, so clearly studied way too big much. Big brain in that big head but, right there. Uh, yeah. I, uh, How are you feeling? I feel, you know, the sky looked a little a little more blue this morning when I woke up. The air <laughs> felt a little more crisp. It was, I feel good. Got you um, excited for the Florida bar. You were like, this is going to be child's play. Oh, yeah. When I saw that, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, yeah. this is going to be nothing. So I will, um, I will automatically apply, or I, I will automatically be approved uh, to South Carolina with my score. So I'm going to be licensed in South Carolina, and then I'm going to take the Florida bar, I still have to take half of that in February, and then I'm thinking about getting licensed in Washington State since you and Tanner are there now, so we'll see about that. <laughs> it costs a little money to do that, but, uh, you know, it That'd might be, be cool. worth it. So. Yeah, that's sweet. Congratulations, so, yeah. Sloan. Thanks. And what an accomplishment. Yeah, it feels pretty good. Um, it feels a little familiar. You know, I expected to be in this spot, yeah, hell let's yeah. be honest, but yeah, happy about that, and uh, we'll see who listens to the podcast and actually gets notice. That passed, <laughs> that's so. the that's the true test. I'll, I'll give Austin a pass since he's getting married this weekend, so he's he might need it to thing. decompress. Yeah, it may be a good thing for him. Uh, but yeah, sorry for interrupting the podcast. But I thought no, that let's would be take fun a pot, let's take a quick break and appreciate this. How when did you find out? How was it? What was the process? I found out yesterday around three something um i was at work you like check in every second like i was doing that but (laughs) this was the latest that i think they've ever released the score so i just got to a point where it's like i don't know when they're gonna release it um and then i had one of the other new associates come into uh the space where i was working in the office and he's like hey i haven't got my results yet but i've heard that emails are starting to be sent out with results on like a rolling basis uh so he left to go home, and then I packed up and left to go home just because I didn't want to be around anyone to, yeah, uh, you know. Find I didn't out. know if I was going to fail. Yeah, I, if you failed, that would have ruined yeah, your day. You would have had to tell everyone that you failed. Yeah. So I get to the parking lot, get in my car, pull out of the parking lot, get to the first stoplight, and then I see the email and checked it and saw that I passed. Hell yeah. Yeah. Do you get a little bonus from work because you passed? They do that? or um, I My associate attorney salary kicks in once I get sworn in and our swearing in ceremony this year isn't until Halloween. Oh nice. So over a month until then. Usually it's the first week of October. Cool. But uh there's a new I think it's because we have a new Supreme Court Indiana Supreme Court justice that still has to go through some stuff, so I think that's being delayed. So anyway. Now you can go in costume. Yeah, no, I'm gonna go in a one. I'm gonna have my suit on and then wear a onesie over it, and maybe bring a jack o' lantern bucket for trick or treating. So yeah, uh, that'll be fun. yeah, looking forward to it. 
Wow, so, I'm really happy for you, Sloan. I could just yeah. talk about this, but now I can really get into fantasy <laughs> football. Put all my time. Yeah, I know it. you might even respond to some. I mean, you did your first trade. Uh, I did, yeah. This, of this off season yesterday, so that was two days ago, I guess. So I was pre-bar finding out, but yeah, you did it. Well, before we get into the, actually, yeah, let's let's talk the trade first, and then we can get into results because it's a small one. It doesn't take much. You've been begging for a tight end. You have kind of a middling set of tight ends with Gesicki. I think your other one was – who is your other guy? They, I have uh, Austin, Austin Hooper, Hooper. And now you have Tyler Conklin. And now you traded for Dalton Schultz. Yep. Gave up Chase Edmonds in a second for Dalton Schultz, a third, a fourth, and $50 in fab. $51. $51 in fab. In fab. Why Why did you go for Dalton Schultz? Why, did, why was that your pick? Um, well, I want to start out with why did I get rid of Chase Edmonds. Yeah, sure. Because I, I didn't like what I saw with how the Dolphins were utilizing him, and especially uh, with how much Mostert was being utilized. And also seeing how well Tyreek and Jalen Waddle played. Um, there's just too many mouths to feed, I think, in that mm-hmm. offense. Yeah. And I don't think the running game is going to be stellar anyway, even with Mostert uh, picking up a lot of the, the touches from Edmonds. So I just, with, with the exception of Tyreek, I just wanted to get away from the Dolphins, so... That's why I was shopping around Edmonds. I know there were several people in the league who were interested in him. Um, and then with Dalton Schultz, I um, – oh, boy, let's see. Um, you finding out who Dalton Schultz plays for right no, now? I'm trying to pull him up. I still, for some <laughs> reason, on my sleeper app on my iPad, it still shows Chase Edmonds on my roster. And it says off-roster underneath him for some reason. Anyway. <laughs> Was it that .8 points from Dolan Schultz last week that really got you? In well, he got injured, um, which is not the greatest for this season because I would like to utilize him this season to help me win. But he has, uh, over the first game uh, where he played the entire game, a lot of targets, 100% snap percentage. Um, and he was at 90% last week before he got injured. Uh, so I just I like how the Cowboys utilize him. Um, it's tough that Dak is still hurt, but he'll be coming back at some point. And hopefully the Cowboys let uh, Dalton Schultz take some time off to help his knee heal and get fully better before he comes back. Um, but I just needed to upgrade a tight end, and I felt like this was a little bit of an upgrade. You failed to mention that I had Bob Tanyan on my roster as well. <laughs> I, I did. I started him last week. I'm fine with that, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I have way too many tight ends just trying to figure out which one I want to use going forward. I think you're actually in a worse position because you keep adding tight ends. And you don't have anyone that's like a clear, this is the guy I'm going to start. So every week you're going to be like, oh shit, I started the wrong tight end. Like... Probably every single week, and it's gonna probably start messing with your regular lineup setting. Maybe. <laughs> I'm, I mean, it was better than what I was doing beforehand. It, it does kind of suck that Gasicki had a 12 point week last week, but before that week one, he was awful. Yeah. So I just did. I don't know what to do. Tight end's a tough position. You I, have Kelsey, so you don't have anything to worry about. No, I offered. I offered you a trade for Kelsey. I know you weren't interested. I know I offered. I tried to get. Yeah, what did you offer? That's I offered Two. a twenty-four and twenty-five first in Gabe Davis. I can't I'm, do. That. I'm, I'm I'm a championship contender. If yeah, I'm not I give you the the best player, I I got to get a lot. But I actually like the trade for you, honestly, Brian. To me, the only reason he would take Chase Edmonds is to avoid Waffle House. I feel like Brian is kind of in like an avoid Waffle House phase of of 
play right now because the other trade we didn't talk about as well was the Tom Brady for Cam Akers trade that Brian also did. I think that's one that we forgot to mention. Yeah, that's uh, that was a straight up trade, wasn't it? Yeah, Tom Brady straight up for Cam Akers. I like the trade. I I was out on Akers after game one, and honestly. This was made before week two. This was made before week two, correct. So Bryant had Tom Brady on his roster last week. I think he could have gotten a little more for Cam Akers, potentially, but Bryant's quarterbacks are bad. I think he's just trying to avoid Waffle House at all costs, which is weird because when you, when you talk to him after Waffle House, it kind of seemed like he didn't think it was that bad. But then when you watch everything that he's doing, it seems like it's really, really bad. Yeah. Do you get that vibe, too, that he's like, oh, everything he's doing is like, I don't want to go again this year. He's doing everything he can to not go. It's. I can't <laughs> imagine it was an enjoyable experience. You just have to take a whole day off. That sounds miserable. Um, he was so positive about it, though, when he yeah. came out. He was like, oh, it was fine. You know, like, was that the waffles? But right. No, it seems like now he's just like fuck this. I'm not. I'm not eating waffles for twelve hours. Well, and I was trying to figure it out. I. Do you think Tom Brady helps him more than Cam Akers staying away from Waffle House? I, I still believe in Tom Brady. I was trying to trade for Tom Brady as well because I my quarterback situation. I have quarterbacks to play, but they both are not ones that I want to depend on on a weekly basis right now. But. I think Tom Brady does help him. Personally, I'm out on Cam Akers uh, like as a long-term prospect. Basically, the story of the Achilles injury is like if your running back injures his Achilles, he never comes back and, and is productive, right? Like, mm-hmm. There's something I sent to Matt because I was trying to say that to Matt that my trade was better than whatever Brian was offering, and I sent him that list. There's like 15 running backs who have injured their Achilles. Not all of – not, and most of them aren't like big names, but – you know, Cam Akers isn't really a big name, right? Like, he has had one okay season, then tore his Achilles. He could easily just be another name on this list of an RB2 who tore his Achilles and is out of the league. James Robinson seems to be the only one that is kind of transcending this Achilles injury. But, yeah, I don't know. This this trade for, for Brian feels kind of similar to me. I know he's getting the second back, but... I think Dalton Schultz is kind of the perfect tight end for his team. 26 years old. We're going back to my trade? Yeah, I'm kind of blending the two because I think they do overlap. Right now, his starting tight end is Logan Thomas. So now he doesn't... I mean, Logan Thomas is 30 years old right now, 31. So Brian doesn't have a tight end. He... Or at least a, a dynasty tight end. Logan Thomas maybe has one or two years left. I don't mm-hmm. mind him for this year. And I'm so bummed out that he picked him up after wanted, the trade. I like Logan Thomas. I, well, yeah. I put in a bid. We both put in bids for $0, Brian and I. And Brian <laughs> got it. <laughs> and that was after our trade. I was so bummed because I was like, oh, I'm going to take Logan Thomas off waivers too just to have as many tight ends as I can possibly get. Yeah. And then Brian got him. So <laughs> it was a little bit of a bummer. Um, yeah. I think between Matt and Brian, I think they both lost in that trade. I really do. <laughs> Cam Akers is, I don't think he has a good outlook. No. Um, Especially past this season. Um, I know that the Rams really wanted to utilize Kyron Williams, but he got hurt. Mm -hmm. Um, And with Henderson there as well. I mean, what is next year? Look at you knowing Kyron Williams. I'm not as dumb as uh, (laughs) you guys think. We don't think you're dumb. We just think you don't care. Uninformed? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Tom Brady. He's done after the season. You can't value him as still playing next season because you have no idea. If he wins a Super Bowl, he's gone. 
I think he's gone if he wins a Super Bowl. And I think he's gone even if he doesn't. So I don't understand, at least with Cam Akers, you have a little better future value with him as opposed to Tom Brady. And Brian needs to build for the future. Yeah, I I agree. I It's tough because I'm out on Akers, and I know there's only a few guys who would be willing to take a chance on Akers. I think it would be like me, Mike, Matt would be the guys who would be willing to invest in somebody like that who not that great and coming off a big injury. But, yeah, I mean, I my thoughts on Tom Brady is either he's going to play next year or he's going to get divorced. Like, it seems like one of those two things is either <laughs> going to happen. I would agree with that. So... I don't know. It's a it's a it's a weird trade for Brian. I think he could have gotten picks for like at least a second round pick for Cam Akers, which would mm-hmm. have been better for his team. And but when I talked to Brian about it, and I think it made perfect sense to me why Brian did it is and this is and, and I thought this is what Matt should have done too. Is you hold Tom Brady up until the trade deadline, which I think is like week ten for us. And then you sell him right at the trade deadline. His value is not going to change much between now and the trade deadline. Like, even if he goes nuclear, it's not going to change because people think he's going to retire. The only way it changes is if he continues to suck. And right now his receivers are out, so it's hard to judge. But this is actually, I think, perfect for Brian in the short term. He doesn't want to go to Waffle House. He can hold Tom Brady until week 10 and then trade him away for probably a second-round pick at the, when that time comes around. There's a team like yours that would probably love to have another quarterback. I know I you're never you're feeling Jared Goff right now, but he's going to disappoint you. He's not going to put up four no. touchdowns. Yes, he they is. They have the best offensive line in the league. He's got time to throw. He has studs. He's so bad. He's Amon bad. St. Brown, are you he's kidding good. me? He's good. No, Tom Amon Ra is good, but he is not. He's he's bad. Their Jared Goff is not good. He's just not good. Well, he's a lot better than Tom Brady. I'll tell you that. I don't think he Fantasy is. Fantasy-wise? No. Oh, yeah. No, Sloan, no. How many points has Tom Brady scored? It's over not the last about two It's two fucking weeks, Sloan. <laughs> That's all we can look at right That's now. That's exactly right. You can't make two weeks is not enough to make significant judgment calls about a player being good or bad. When you look at someone like Amon Ra, you can say, like, yeah, this is a continued trend. But for Tom Brady, last year he was like QB4 overall. So I think if I'm Brian. I gave up Cam Akers, so I could have gotten probably a second four when I traded him away. The risk for Cam Akers being bad and being worth absolutely nothing by week 10 is a lot higher than Tom Brady, in my opinion. So if you're doing like an expected value analysis, I'm actually pretty happy with Tom Brady. Holding him for 10 weeks, hopefully he puts up enough points so that my team doesn't flounder. There will be a QB needy team at the deadline that is willing to pay a second round pick for Tom Brady. And at that point, Brian can move him and he'll be happy. The Bucks aren't throwing the ball. That's the problem. They are injured. The receivers are injured. Godwin, Julio, Mike Evans all out this week. Okay, when are they coming Last, back? I mean, Julio and, and Godwin has a hamstring strain. I bet he'll be back in a couple weeks. Evans got suspended for the Marshawn Lattimore push. Mm-hmm. I mean, this week's going to be bad for Tom Brady with just Russell Gage. But... I think going forward, you feel good about Tom Brady being your quarterback with Julio Godwin and Mike Evans as your wide receivers. So I don't know. All that to say, I didn't mind the first trade for Brian. Second one, I just feel it's weird to give up a young asset like Dalton Schultz unless Brian just thinks Dalton Schultz will be worth nothing. I think he's kind of a perfect tight end for Brian's team right now. Because now Brian is going to have to draft a young tight end in the future, probably using a second-round pick. So 
and, and tight ends take two or three years to become good. So I don't know really what the long-term outlook, I think it'll be hard for him to trade for someone like Dalton Schultz, but maybe his idea is he'll just become a tight end streamer for the rest of his fantasy days. So Yeah, and he might, and that's a risk that I was willing to take. Yeah, I don't, I, I you have too many tight ends. Yeah, but man. I, the fact that you got picks a third and a fourth back in that trade, I think it's a pretty good trade for you. You want to be? I'll be honest with you. I thought both of those, and we didn't clarify, so I don't. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I'm not mad at Brian, but I'm annoyed with him. Uh-huh. I didn't look at his roster clear enough to uh-huh. notice that both of them weren't. Both of them weren't Brian's his picks. picks. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> I was like. Oh, a 2023rd from Brian? That's a second rounder. A 2023rd, 4th from Brian? That's a third rounder. And then I got him and I'm like, I got Josh's? I was like, that's not going to be worth anything. That's a fifth rounder. Yeah, that part does suck. So I feel dumb about that. It's probably going to be. I mean, I don't know where it's going to happen with my team. I'm optimistic, but uh, odds are that will probably be a later in the third round pick. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's get into the results. Well, I was going to say let's stick on the trend with Brian not going to Waffle House. Let's talk about the stack correction. Um, Stack corrections they get finalized, I believe, on Wednesday, right? I don't know the exact day that it gets finalized. I just checked today because I saw something on Reddit about somebody mm-hmm. losing a matchup by a stack correction. I remembered that I had bookmarked like, "Hey, Brian and Ongood were super close," and then lo and behold, Brian loses a point and now finishes second to last for the week, which firmly puts him in last place overall. He was already firmly in last, but now he's two table points. Behind even second to last place is on good ties with Mike overall in the table. Yeah. Pretty wild stuff. Yeah, let's pull up this table and look at it. So Brian moves to three points. Ongood and Mike are at six. Uh, Austin, Colin, me at 12. Matt, Tommy, 13. You're at 15. And then Dylan is at 18. So continued dominance from Dylan. But I think overall for Brian, it's a... Uh, you know, it's a bad week, and I think he's really scared, which mm-hmm. is, I think, why you saw a similar trade. Did you have any thoughts on the week? Um, I thought there'd be more movement. I was surprised that there wasn't as much. Um, I guess there was a lot, since Dylan and I just stayed at the top uh, and Brian stayed at the bottom, I guess. That's what makes me think there wasn't a lot of movement, but there was a lot of movement in the middle. It's pretty tightly packed uh, between uh, second and wherever Austin is. Um and you definitely see the bottom tier with Mike at six points, on good at five, and Brian at four. And then the six-point gap between Michael, uh, Mike and Austin. It's tough. Um, but no, it was, I think it was a good week. It started off kind of rough. I feel like both week one and week two, production-wise, there wasn't a lot of offense early on. Mm-hmm. And then it just picks up. Like, watching Tyreek Hill last week, <laughs> I was like, gosh, like, he's just going to have a below-average week, whatever. And then he just absolutely blew it out of the park. Um, so, uh, it was fun. A um, lot of big scores. You did fantastic, which I think is what we were expecting with how good your team is. So, that was, was a nice. good bounce back from week one. Um, and you're right near the middle of the table right now, but that's because you had one fluke week in week one, and I'm sure you'll keep rising. I like to think that it was a fluke week in week one. I felt it was nice to finally see one of my players just go absolutely off watching Aaron Jones Mm -hmm. just dominate in 
Sunday night football against the Bears. Just touchdown, big run, touchdown. That was great to see. Obviously, Cooper Cup, you know, the heart and soul of my team. So reliable. Yeah. Always what a good acquisition. Yards. Gosh. I feel great about getting Cooper Cup. I know he's old and CD is young and good, but... You're trying own, to win this season, I'm trying season, to win, Josh. yeah. I'm trying you, to win. That was a good move by you, getting Yeah, him. so getting Cooper Cup, getting Kelsey, and honestly, like, the the star of my team through the first two weeks, and I'm pretty proud of me for starting him in week two and benching, benching Zeke. Benching Zeke to start... Do you want to guess? Uh, I can't pull it up that quick. Curtis Samuel. Oh, yeah. Benching Zeke to start Curtis Samuel. Zeke coming in at five points. Curtis Samuel, nine targets, 78 yards, touchdown, one carry for 20 yards. I'm hoping the Curtis Samuel hype is legitimate and he is actually the best player in uh, Washington. It's Mm -hmm. nice to finally kind of have a player work out for me. I've, you know, I've added a lot of players and, and this is, I would say, Curtis Samuel being able to start one and get some good production out of him has been been kind of nice but yeah it was it was a good week for my team i mean i'm still nervous starting davis mills and mitch trubisky i hate having to pick between those two right now um i like davis mills more long term but trubisky's just not very good you know there's rumblings that dak could be coming back within the next you know week or so which would be great i'd love to have my qb2 back again but good week for me you got lucky, I think, with the Tyreek Hill and Jared Goff four touchdowns. Yeah, you know. Oh, go ahead. No, yeah, I was just. I don't know if it's luck with Jared Goff. I think he's going to continue to produce like that. But Tyreek, he's a boom type of player. I mean, a lot forty of points is that's a yeah, lot. That's yeah. a lot of points. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, we have to call out Dylan's team. Mm-hmm. You know, Josh Allen, absolute stud. You know, the wide receivers that Dylan has on his team: Kirk, Sutton, Mark. Uh, Marquise Brown, like one of these guys is going to go off every week at least. You know, it feels weird to think that Carson Wentz could be a good quarterback. Uh I'm highly skeptical of that. But as a QB2, you know, I think it's a fine starting player for Dylan. Right now, Carson Wentz is the QB4 on the year. Do I think there's any chance that this holds? No, but he'll probably still finish as a middling QB2, and I think that's a pretty... Pretty good week for Dylan overall. If Kyle Pitts can get his act together, I know helps Dylan even more. Yeah, I mean, it, he, both week one and week two, Pitts has two point nine points. Yeah, which is not what you would expect from a player of his caliber. So uh, the future's looking bright for Dylan. Uh, I expect him to be in the playoffs, as I think everybody expected him to be in the playoffs uh, going into the season. Um, and it's fun to watch that play out. Yeah. We've yet to talk about your favorite team finishing last. Mike Wood coming in last place for the week, putting up a measly 100 points, slightly underscoring his projected. Incredibly unlucky to see Trey Lance with the broken ankle. RIP Trey Lance. Um, I hate to see injuries impact a team that's rebuilding because I respect the hustle. Uh Um, And I know you love to hate on the rebuilders. So any thought on Mike's team finishing last this week? I mean, <laughs> he's got a bad team, man. He's got a bad team. Um, and I, I don't feel bad for Mike. Uh, he had Tua on his bench. I don't understand why you start Trey Lance over Tua. I would never do that. Really? Never. When wow. you look at the Dolphins and who they have, I know San Francisco has good offensive players as well with Debo and Ayuk, but I... 
would no. never start Tua. And I was looking to trade for Tua over the off season. You were. Yeah, I would have loved to have him start over Goff, but um, yeah, t- tough for Mike when Tua has the game <laughs> of his life, and then the other quarterback you're starting over him gets injured and out for the season. It's just it's harsh. Yeah, I mean, this is why Mike keep kept the four quarterbacks because now he has Trevor Lawrence and Tua both on the bench, and now he has a decent QB room. I mean, having Pat Mahomes and a solid QB two is always nice, but mm-hmm. yeah, that definitely hurts uh, to lose Trey Lance. I think the summary of Mike's week this week is he started a player this week who is now off of his roster, which in a yeah. dynasty league, <laughs> yeah, with Kenyon Drake. <laughs> It's fun looking at that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I I mean, everybody drops players, but very few of us drop a player that we started in the previous week. Unless Not even like, in a flex spot. I know, he hasn't yeah. been in his running back spot. Like, nope, straight off my roster, man. Get out of here. I think he has an issue with Kansas City players. It's too much cannibalism. It was, I, I just don't know who else he would start, though. Like, who else are you playing if you're benching these Well, guys? I think his strategy before the season started was bad by rostering this many Kansas City players. Juju was the only one, I mean, he had him on his team already. He didn't have to pay too much for Marquez Valdez-Scanling. And honestly, Sky Moore, it's unlucky that he's been, he's not getting snaps for sure, but Mm -hmm. I still like Sky Moore. I was a big fan uh, in the draft, so no... uh, no, no complaints with yeah. Mike's strategy outside I mean, of that. It makes me happy seeing Miko Hardman play well. <laughs> <laughs> Just no, that, and I'm not even starting him, but seeing him score more points than Mike's uh, Kansas City wide receivers just makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. All right. I think we should also touch on Tommy's team. You know, ha- getting some stud breakouts at this point with, you know, obviously he has Jamar Chase. Now he's got Amon Ra, he's got Rashad Bateman, this young core of potentially stud wide receivers with some aging running backs to go along with it. Doesn't have any picks right now, but it's at least nice to have some of these younger players. How are you feeling about Tommy's team at this point? You know, I think he's had a pretty good showing, obviously, for the first two weeks, but anything else, any other thoughts that you have? Uh, Well, I think his team can only get better. Derrick Henry has not played well the first two weeks. Uh, I think Winston can play play better. He's hurt. Um, Mike Evans getting suspended doesn't help. Uh, And then Jamari Chase, also another guy you Jamari? Whatever. (laughs) Jamari. Okay, Uh, you're good. Expect to uh, put up big-time numbers, and he hasn't done that uh, much this season. Uh, So I think Tommy's team, I mean, it's awesome that he's playing pretty well. And, yeah, I think it's just going to get better um, next week and the week after that. And, uh, through the rest of the season. Um, he did just pick up Nelson Aguilar off waivers, mm-hmm. um, which, <laughs> uh, not surprised to see Tommy pick up <laughs> a, a player like this, uh, older wide receiver on the Patriots who had a 2.3 week in week one and then just scored 20 last week. <laughs> well, he scored a lot of points. Might as well pick him up, right? Tommy goes straight to the, uh, the trending up players, picks the top one on there. Sees who who's uh, who did good last week and isn't rostered, but yeah, I like that Tommy is a good team. <laughs> I would love to see him go back to back winning our league. Uh, you know, I it is nice that he has a good team. It's I think he's got some good players, and you know he's been without Kittle so far this season and still been able to do pretty well. Which 
I think is a good sign for his team going forward. I, you know, every team is going to get hit by injuries, but it's about how you can perform in those weeks when things are bad. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts on this week? I have one more, but I want to give you the chance before I move on. Uh, I don't think so. What are you thinking about? I just want to touch on Ongood's team because I think it's Ooh, kind yes. of a, an interesting... You know, he's had two really bad weeks at this point. Mm-hmm. When I look at his starting lineup, I really don't hate it. Um, you know, he's got good good players, I think, honestly, across the board. And it's it's kind of weird to see his team be so bad. Um, I really... I think it is maybe a slightly worse team, but I don't think it's kind of in this absolute bottom tier that we're seeing right now. What do you feel? How are you feeling about Ongut's team and his performance? I think he has, like you were saying, I think he has a lot of good players, but I think he has a lot of good players in bad situations. Mm. So A.J. Dillon, not the worst situation, but splitting reps with uh, Aaron Jones. Jerry Judy got hurt. Um, Renfro just... A lot of the targets are being taken away by Devontae Adams. And then Mooney, the Bears have just been bad. Um, they did have a monsoon game week one, which, you know, you don't want to look into that too much. But the Mooney stuff is bad. Five so targets bad. through two weeks. I think Justin Fields has only thrown like He's 30 thrown passes or something. The lowest in the league, yeah. I believe. Yeah. So that just. That you feel bad for Anga and Matt Ryan. The Colts are so bad. It's it's yeah. such a bummer. Jalen Hurts is, is is cool seeing him score a lot of points, but you need more than that. And then the lottery ticket of Mike Williams going off this past week was also fun for uh, for on good. But yeah, and went off twenty one points. I mean, that's just like a good game for a wide receiver. Yeah, when you watch the game, it felt like he was putting up like forty fantasy points, but. He really put up everything in the first half and then kind of went dead. Yeah, Ongood's team. And, I mean, his quarterback's next week. Do you think he switches it up, pulling out Matt Ryan and starting Mac Jones instead? Uh, I think he should start Mac Jones. I think yeah. I think the only way you start Matt Ryan is if uh, Michael Pittman is playing. Because I think Matt Ryan has yep. shown if Michael Pittman isn't playing, he can't be good. Although I don't like really any of the weapons on the Patriots either uh, right. for receiving. Yeah, so. I think Mac Jones, he's not going to get you a lot of points, but I think he'll be consistent and get you more than .8 points like Matt Ryan did last yeah, year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think, honestly, that Ongood's found an absolute fantasy stud in Jalen Hurts. You know, he's a monster this year. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see if he cashes in on any of that incredible performance because he's a classic kind of player who is great at fantasy, but you're still not totally sure about his long-term prospects as an NFL quarterback. So, you know, he could probably get quite a huge haul for a team that's looking to compete this year that may be willing to give up some of their future for a quarterback like that. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens I love, there. I love seeing on good's team. Not <laughs> <laughs> I love seeing, with the exception of Brian, I do kind of feel bad for him because he already went yeah. to Waffle House. But Mike and on good. It's your time, gentlemen. So one of you two. I don't. I mean, Brian might go to Waffle House again, but it's not looking good. You guys are at the bottom. Um, Josh, would you like to move into power rankings now? Yeah, let's do them. Okay, cool. Let's do some power rankings. Matt, thank you for the wonderful email. It's good to have a wonderful surprise from yeah. Matt Kuyper Jr. Well, it's it is. If I don't know if you checked, but um, I'm ranked the lowest this week. Uh, there's a nine way tie at number one. <laughs> Uh, and then I'm. <laughs> do you see it? Wait, I don't see it. Look at the left. Is it? Does it not show as the numbers? Wait, like this. What are you looking? Are at? they listed? Yeah. Oh, not when I preview it. 
Okay, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, All right, well, when I preview it, it looks fine. Anyway, let's start with the bottom. Yeah, I mean, on good at the bottom, just continuing with what we're talking about. I think this is way off base, personally, Matt. I think I don't think they're correct either. Yeah, on good is not at the bottom. He's just not. It's Brian or it's Mike at the bottom, no doubt. I mean, on good has the potential to be at the bottom because he probably is not a contender this year. I feel pretty confident saying that. Mm-hmm. So he has. Players like an Alvin Kamara, like a Joe Mixon, people you probably don't want to have on a rebuilding roster, Michael Thomas. But I don't. I think Mike and Brian should be at the bottom, definitively below Ongood. Yeah, I yeah we agree on that. Um, and this is this is a power rankings for this current season. Yes, right. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, so it is. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't agree with that, but he's definitely third to last for sure. Right. Yeah. So that group, the bottom three, Matt got correct. Yeah. I think Matt really did his his, his best friend Brian a favor by putting him in eighth, trying to will Brian's mm-hmm. team into a strong performance, not wanting to step on him when he's down. I know Brian's probably feeling... I had a little bit of that after week one where I was like, am I just bad at fantasy football? Like when I saw the week one results, I was like, wait, <laughs> do I suck at this? It's <laughs> it's like a thing that you teeter on where it can be pretty easy to kind of get into the headspace. So yeah. I'm sure Brian, seeing his results in this league, Brian has also finished last and second or third to last in our other league that we're in. So I think Brian has probably been questioning his fantasy football ability. Brian, I'm glad you're in the league. I believe in your team. But I still have to put you in the bottom three, unfortunately. Yeah, that's tough. All right, let's uh, go to seventh. Colin in seventh. I disagree with this personally. I per- I would actually put Colin's team above Austin and Matt's. Um, I think Austin and... Who would you put at seven? Seven, I would probably put Matt at seven. I would seven. put Matt as well, yeah. yeah. I think, I think the, the trade for away of Tom Brady was weird. Um, I know he got Cam Akers, which is fine, but... As good, but he was even going to trade Tom Brady to me beforehand. I think Matt should have held Tom Brady. Now he's starting Daniel Jones as his QB2. He's got a lot of weird old players. I think Matt's mm-hmm. roster is kind of at an inflection point in terms of what's going to happen in the future. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, Any thoughts on the top three or the middle rankings? Um, I think he got one, two, and three correct. Yeah. I would agree with it. Yeah. And uh, maybe I would put you ahead of Dylan. Really? Maybe. You got a good team. I just need the injuries to stop screwing me over. I mean, I've kind of been hammered a little bit through the first two weeks. I got Chris Godwin hamstring, Dak thumb, you know. Losing two of your starting stud players in the first week is pretty tough. And and that's why I think as we go throughout the season, your team is going to put up more points and you're going to be the favorite going into the, the playoffs. We'll see. I'm Which definitely not sense. a runaway. I'm not a runaway. It'll be a close year. I don't think any... I think it'll it'll be... There's no team that is so dominant that I'd say there's more than a, you know, 20% chance that they would win. Well, and looking at last season, we had a dominant team in yeah. Colin, and then... Come playoff time. Part of it, I think, was the way that our league was set up with the playoffs. The number one seed didn't get any sort of advantage in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and we did change that this I think they season. get half a table point, so it's like a tiebreaker. Which helps a little bit. 
Yeah. I'll advocate for at least one and a half points going One and a future. half? I think it should definitely give you an advantage. Do you think the second seed should also get some kind of advantage? Maybe a half. Get like half? Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because it is 14 weeks of, like, it's hard to get there. And to reset it for three weeks only is whatever. But well, you look at how the NFL playoffs are set up. Top seed gets a bye. Bye. That helps. Field. That yeah. helps a it lot. It does. It does. And we've grinded through 14 weeks only for, you know, it not to matter that much. Right. And we have four weeks of playoffs. Three weeks. We have three weeks. Three and weeks. We cut one. Just we cut one because there early. was a bye week yeah, in the last week we had them. So okay. I think it's week 15, 16, 17 that'll be our three playoff weeks. Okay. That makes sense. So we got a long cool. way to go. I mean, probably we'll continue just the two of us for the next week or so. And yeah. then we'll start bringing people on, I think, as we get up to the... Yeah, I would like to bring in some third parties outside of the league to give some analysis. <laughs> I have a guy I work with who I think would be interested in analyzing our league. That feels kind of weird to me, honestly. I don't... We're growing as a podcast, Josh. Come on. This Just is our talk brand. to this random guy about my fantasy league? That's like feels kind of cringe to me, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't I'm not gonna value any analysis from any outside party at all. I just think it would be fun to have someone come in and look at the league and make some judgments. I know Matt has talked about a coworker as well. Um, I think it'd be kind of fun. Maybe one day we'll get Adam on here to analyze our league. It would be like a funny relic of this happened for our league, so Right. I think yeah. it'd be sweet. Yeah, it'd be good. All right, well, cool. Anything else you want to chat about today? I think we've covered a lot. I think we're ready for this week. It's Thursday night, so we've already got a game on the agenda tonight. Yeah, what uh, going into this next week? Who do you think is going to finish where? It's such a it's such a crapshoot. I mean, I think assuming Dylan's team, I mean, your team is is looking good. My honestly. team is projected the highest. You can it is projected the out. highest. It is by a good margin. By eight points. By. Yeah, by eight points, just about eight eight points, which is great because we all know that the projections indicate so much about what the team is going to do. I think the only things I feel confident in is that Mike is probably going to finish in uh, last or second to last. But outside of that, you know, we're all within twelve points of each other, so mm-hmm. it could be anybody's week. It's anybody's week outside of Mike. Outside of Mike and Brian, probably. Yeah, maybe I'm good. Yeah. All right. Well, great. Good talking, Sloan. (laughs) Sweet. (laughs) See you guys. Have a good one. Bye.